0: Hallelujah. Christ is risen. And he is risen, risen indeed. Hallelujah. Well, very good morning to all of you. I'm so happy you're here and that we are worshiping our risen Lord together this morning. Before we begin the service, I do want to kind of walk through our service this morning because I imagine it's a little bit different than any sunrise service you've been to before. And so, this service this morning is modeled after. The traditional easter vigil service which usually occurs saturday evening or late saturday night and so this service in the history of the church is one that was supposed to be the big feast of the church year it's often the service where new christians are baptized where christians often take first communion uh, and so this service was kind of what everything else leads up to in the Christian year. And so the first thing you'll notice about this service is that there's a number of readings, right? And so the readings themselves are meant to unfold the story of God's victory through Jesus Christ, right? And so this is only a partial partial picture of all the readings that traditionally are part of the Easter Vigil. Uh, but, but it's supposed to unfold the story of Scripture as it's told in Christ. Uh, and so you'll see, you'll see the readings there as we go through them. After our New Testament reading, a reading from Romans, right, we will read the Gospel. But for our Gospel acclamation, rather than the usual verse, we will sing, This is the Feast. Okay, and we'll focus on that Alleluia. So the Alleluias we've saved throughout the Lenten service or Lenten season, Lenten services, right? We let them out at that moment. And so before that, Jim will ring the church bell eight times. uh, and, And the eight times is a symbol that this is the eighth day of creation, right? This is the first day of something new, the first day of what God is doing in this world is completing a new creation in Christ. Okay, at that time, our acolyte will light the rest of the candles as we symbolize the victory of light over death. After the sermon, you'll see we'll do the litany of the saints, which is hymn 237 in your hymnal. So traditionally, after the sermon on the Easter vigil is when the church would do all new baptisms. But we're not baptizing anyone this morning. And so we use a litany of the saints as a reminder that we are all made one. We are all united in Christ and through his resurrection. And then the rest of the service then will be quite familiar. Okay, so as we begin our service this morning, you'll notice the Paschal candle, the Christ candle, is down here again as a reminder that Christ has overcome the darkness of this world and that he now shines in this world as the risen Lord. So as we begin our service, I'll invite you to stand. And so we begin with this traditional proclamation that begins the Easter Vigil called the Easter Proclamation. Rejoice now, all heavenly powers, sing choirs of angels, exalt all creation around God's throne. Jesus Christ is risen. Celebrate the divine mysteries with exaltation, and for so great a victory, sound the trumpet of salvation. Rejoice, O earth in shining splendor, radiant in the brightness of your King. Christ has conquered, glory fills you. Darkness vanishes forever. Rejoice, O Holy Church. Exalt in glory. The risen Savior shines upon you. Let this place resound with joy, echoing the mighty song of all God's people. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right our duty and our joy that with full devotion of heart and mind and voice, we should praise the invisible God and the only Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who by his precious blood redeemed us from bondage to the ancient sin. For this indeed is the paschal feast in which the true Lamb is slain, by whose blood the doorposts of the faithful are made holy. This is the day in which in ancient times you delivered our forebears, the children of Israel, and led them dry-shod through the sea. This is the day in which the darkness of sin has been purged away by the rising brightness. This is the day in which all who believe in Christ are rescued from evil and the gloom of sin and are renewed in grace and restored in holiness. This is the day in which, breaking the chains of death, Christ arises from hell into triumph. O day truly blessed, which alone was worthy to know the time and hour in which Christ arose again from hell. This is the day, of which it is written, the night is as clear as day, and then shall my night be turned into day. The holiness of this day puts flight the deeds of wickedness, washes away sin, restores innocence to the fallen, and joy to those who mourn, Cast out hate, brings peace and humbles earthly pride therefore in this day of grace receive O god our praise and thanksgiving for the light of the resurrection of our lord jesus christ reflected in the burning of this candle we sing the glories of this pillar of fire the brightness of which is not diminished even when its light is divided and borrowed this is the day in which heaven and earth are joined things human and things divine we therefore pray to you O God that this candle burning to the honor of your name will continue to vanquish the darkness of night and be mingled with the lights of heaven may Christ the morning star find its burning that morning star who never sets that morning star who rising from the grave faithfully sheds light on the whole human race And we pray, O God, rule, govern, and preserve with your continual protection, your whole church, giving us peace in this time of our Paschal rejoicing through the same Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal giver of life and light, this holy day shines with the radiance of the risen Christ, Renew your church with the Spirit given us in baptism, that we may worship you in sincerity and truth and may shine as a light in the world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I invite you to be seated. Our first reading this morning comes from Genesis chapter 1 a reading from Genesis in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth the earth was formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters then God said let there be light and there was light and God saw that the light was good The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things and wild animals of the earth of every kind, and it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind, and God saw that it was good. Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, God said, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all wild animals of the earth, And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heaven and the earth when they were created, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now we respond with a reading from Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good; for God's mercy endures forever. Give thanks to God, God, for God's mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. For God's mercy endures forever. Who does great wonders, For God's mercy endures forever. Who by wisdom Made the heavens, For God's mercy endures forever. Who spread out the earth Among all importants, For God's mercy Who made the great lights, For God's mercy endures forever. The sun governed The day, for God's mercy the moon and the stars to govern the night, for God's mercy endures forever. And rescued us from our enemies, for God's mercy endures forever. Who food all creatures? For God's mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for God's mercy endures forever. And now a reading from Exodus, the 14th chapter. As Pharaoh drew near, the Israelites looked back, and there were Egyptians advancing on them. In great fear, the Israelites cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the very thing we told you in Egypt? Let us alone and let us serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand firm, see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you have only to keep still. Then the Lord said to Moses, "'Why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. But you lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the Israelites may go into sea on dry ground. Then I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and so I will gain glory for myself over Pharaoh and all his army, his chariots and his chariot drivers. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord.'" When I have gained glory for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his chariot drivers. Then the angel of the Lord who was going before the Israelite army moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And so the cloud was there with the darkness and it lit up the night. One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strongest east wind all night, and turning the sea into dry land, the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and left sides. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them. All of Pharaoh's horses and chariots and chariot drivers, and at the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into panic. He clogged their chariot wheels, so they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites, for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea, so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at dawn, the sea returned to its normal depth. As the Egyptians fled before it, the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left sides. Thus, the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Then the prophet Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand And all the women went out after her with tambourines, with dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. The word of the Lord. Now we respond with Miriam's song as it's found in Exodus chapter 15. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my might, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name. floods covered them, they went down in the depths like a stone. Your right hand, o Lord, Lord power. Your right hand, o Lord, shatter the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty you overthrew your, adversary, your adversaries. You sent out your fury, and it consumed them like stubble.
1: the last nostrils, the waters piled
0: up, the floods stood up, The enemy said, I will pursue and I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in splendor, doing wonders? You stretch out your right hand. In your steadfast love you led the people whom you redeemed. You guided them by your strength to your holy abode. You brought them in guided them on the your own The place of the Lord that you made in the road. The sanctuary of the Lord that your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. Now a reading from Isaiah. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, listen, so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The Word of the Lord. And now we respond with a reading from Isaiah in chapter 12. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the and You will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name, make known his deeds among the nation. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has known Let us be known all the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy, O royal Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. And now a reading from Daniel. King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden statue whose height was 60 cubits and whose width was 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then King Nebuchadnezzar sent for the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, and the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to assemble and come to dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, and the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces assembled for the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. When they were standing before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had set up, a herald proclaimed aloud, you are commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble, you are to fall down and to worship the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, as soon as all the people heard the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, harp, drum, and entire ensemble, all the people's nations' languages fell down and worship the golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Accordingly, at this time, certain Chaldeans came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and ensemble shall fall down and worship the golden statue. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These pay no heed to you, O king. They do not serve your gods. They do not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in furious rage commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought in. So they brought those men before the king. Is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods, and you do not worship the golden statue that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the drum, and the ensemble, to fall down and worship the statue that I have made, well and good. But if you do not, you shall immediately be thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God that will deliver you? out of my hands. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. The Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So the men were bound, still wearing their tunics, their trousers, their hats, their other garments, and they were thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was so overheated, the raging flames killed the men who lifted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnago. But the three men fell down bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up quickly. He said to his counselors, Was it not three men that were thrown bound into the fire? They answered the king, True, O king. He replied, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the middle of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the fourth has an appearance of a god. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So the three men came out from the fire, and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their tunics were not harmed, and not even the smell of fire came from them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that utters blasphemy against the God of these three men shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. The Word of the Lord be to God. And now we respond with a traditional song of these three men from a small book called "The Song of the Three. "Blessed art thou, O Lord God, of our fathers, and to be praised and highly exalted forever.) And bless you, Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holy glory, and to be extolled and highly glorified forever. Blessed art thou who sits upon my children, and look upon the peace, and to be praised and highly exalted forever. Blessed art thou upon the throne of thy kingdom, and to be extolled and highly exalted forever. Blessed art thou. Bless the Lord all the works of the Lord, sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, you have sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, you angels of the Lord, sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, all fathers above the heaven, sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, all powers, Sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, sun and moon. Sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, stars of heaven. Sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, all winds. Sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, fire and heat, sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, winter cold and summer heat, sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, huge and snows, sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, nights and days, sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Bless the Lord, light And our reading from Romans. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, We will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Now I invite you to stand for our gospel acclamation. holy gospel according to saint john glory to you early on the first day of the week while it was still dark mary magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb so she ran and went to simon peter and the other disciple the one whom jesus loved and said to them they have taken the lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him I have seen the Lord and she told them that he had said these things to her the gospel of the Lord I invite you to be seated hallelujah Christ is risen hallelujah as we began lent on ash wednesday together as a congregation we began to consider and study and look at the lord's prayer And so this morning, our Lenten journey is completed, and so also we finish our journey and our study through the prayer that Jesus has given us. And so when we pray the Lord's Prayer in our tradition, we end it with a doxology. That is to say, we end it with a statement of praise. We say, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As we ascribe to God these three things, kingdom, power, and glory, we must recognize that all three of these words are Easter words. They're resurrection words. They're words of victory. And as we've heard readings this morning throughout all of scripture, each reading is really about one thing. Each reading is about God's victory over all the forces that might oppose them in this world. Whether that's the chaos at the beginning of creation in the darkness which God subdues with light, whether that's the Egyptians who try to oppress God's people or Nebuchadnezzar, all of these things try to separate God's creation and God's people from him, but God is victorious over them. And that's what Easter celebrates as well. It is the victory of God over all which separates us from him. The resurrection of Christ assures us then that all three of these things that we pray in the Lord's prayer, kingdom, power, and glory, all of these things really do belong to God. And we can know that because of the resurrection. And so in the first place this very morning, we're assured that the kingdom of God has broken through and overcome all resistance. The resurrection shows us that God's reign as king is for our benefit because it shows us that God is not willing for anything to stand before us and him. Christ did not die for his own benefit. He had nothing to gain from it. Christ, as the very word of God, was always one with the Father, and he shares with the Father the name at which every knee will bow. And so there's nothing selfish, nothing ambitious about Christ. Brother, Christ is the very incarnation, the very embodiment of sacrificial love. And we understand the cross and resurrection first through this self-sacrificial love. And this means here on Easter morning that Christ has been risen for us. Christ has been raised for us. Just as it was for our benefit that he died on the cross in our place, so it is for our benefit that he was raised from the grave. Out of death, God has brought life. We know this spiritually to be true. For From our being dead in sin, God has brought us to new life. He has brought new life to our dead hearts. But we don't just understand this spiritually. This is also physical and literal. Though our flesh will die at the end of this lifetime, we will be raised again. The very bodies we have now will be raised again as new spiritual bodies in Christ. What is impossible, and it's impossible for the dead to come back to life, what is impossible has now been shown to be possible in Christ Jesus. The possibility of the impossible is exactly what God's kingdom looks like. We know that God forgives those who do not deserve it, God sows love and peace where there is once hate. And most of all, God raises the dead. This is what it means to say to God, Thine is the kingdom. It is to say that, Lord, you are breaking through into this world. You are making all things new. And to make all things new is precisely the power we ascribe to God when we proclaim, Thine is the power. The resurrection of Christ shows us God's power. There is no force in this world that is stopping God from making all things new. There is no force that will separate us from God who loves us. And this morning, the worst things of this world, the worst things of this world are subject to the risen Christ. He is Lord over them all. The power of evil men conspiring could not defeat him. The devil, conspiring, could not defeat him. Death itself could not defeat him because his power is greater than all those things. And what does God's power mean for you? It means that God will not let anything separate you from him. When you go to the grave, he says he will raise you up just as he has raised up his very own son. In 1 Corinthians, St. Paul says that Christ is the first fruits of the resurrection. He says that if all die in Adam, then also all will be made alive in Christ. And that we will share in a resurrection just like that of Christ. So because Christ has been raised, we know that the devil himself has no permanent grip on you evil men who scheme against you have no claim against you, and even our bodies, which will eventually fail us in one way or another until we take our last breath, were promised by the power of God that they will be made new too. Because thine is the power, because God's is the power, we are never left without hope in this world. And we see on this Easter Sunday that God's glory is given for us. The resurrection of Christ shows us completely that God does not hoard his goodness. He's nothing like a mythical dragon who sits in a cave protecting the riches he sits on. Instead, the resurrection shows us that God does not sit on an unreachable throne. Rather, God desires to pour out his very own glory onto us. He pours out his very life into our flesh so that in our flesh we will live in him forever. The resurrection of Christ shows us that God himself will be our eternal delight. We will live in the light of his glory, the light which has overcome all darkness. And the resurrection shows us this. The darkness is being burnt away. Even now as the sun rises up over the horizon, And darkness is being scattered. So now has Christ scattered the darkness in his life. Despair is being crushed under the feet of the risen Lord. And death itself is being thrown into a lake of fire to be burned. What will be left for us is all goodness. All the goodness God has for us, he is sharing with us through the resurrection of our Lord. And he promises that there is a day coming when all will be made new. All will be shared with us and we will be raised into the very presence of our loving savior. The resurrection of Christ assures us that there is coming a day when in fact we will no longer even pray the Lord's prayer. We won't need to pray the Lord's prayer because we'll live in the full presence of God. There will no longer be temptation There will no longer be anxieties, there will no longer be fear, there will no longer be evil to be delivered from. All tears will be wiped away, because Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Amen. With me to the Litany of Saints, which is number 237 in your hymnal, in the service music section, if you're flipping through, but 237 litany of the saints. Lord have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ have, mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord have mercy. Be gracious to us. Hear us God. Deliver your people. Hear us, God. You loved us before the world was made. Hear us, God. You rescued the people of your promise. Hear you spoke through your prophets us, you gave your only son for the life of the world us, for us and for our salvation he came down from heaven your love. and was born of the virgin mary your love. who by his cross and suffering redeemed the world your love. and has washed us from our sins your love. who on the third day rose from the dead Raise and has given us the victory. Your love. Who ascended on high. Your love. And intercedes for us at the right hand of God. Your love. For the gift of the Holy Spirit. Be to God. For the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Be to God. For the great cloud of witnesses into which we are baptized. Be to God. For Sarah and Abraham, Isaac and Rebecca. Be to for Gideon and Deborah, David and Esther. Be to God. For Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Daniel. Be to God. For Miriam, Rahab, Abigail, and Ruth. Be to God. For Mary, mother of our Lord. Be to God. For John, who baptized in the Jordan. Be to God. For Mary Magdalene and Joanna, Mary and Martha. Be to God. For James and John, Peter and Andrew. Thanks be to God. For Paul and Apollos, Stephen and Phoebe. Thanks be to God. For all holy men and women, our mothers and fathers in faith. Thanks be to God. For the noble band of the prophets. Thanks be to God. For the glorious company of the apostles. Thanks be to God. For the white robed array of martyrs. Thanks be to God. For cherubim and seraphim, Michael and the holy angels. Thanks be to God. Be gracious to us. Hear us, O God. Deliver your people. Hear us, O God. Give new life to your servants by the grace of baptism. Hear us, o God. Strengthen all who bear the sign of the cross. Hear us, O God. Clothe us in compassion and love. Hear us, O God. Bring us with all your saints to the river of life. Hear us, O God. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Christ, have mercy. Christ. Christ have, mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And now the peace of the risen Christ be with you all. And also with you. I invite you to take a moment and greet one another with signs of Christ's peace. So I'm going to ask you to stand together. We pray the prayer that our Lord has taught us Our Father, Father who Lord art Lord in Lord heaven, hallowed be thy name. Be Amen. I'll go in the peace of the risen Christ. Thanks be to God.